we warmed up? Do we want to do some some? Hello, and welcome to River Tales, a Riverdale recap podcast where one of us doesn't watch the show. That's me. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Elaine. And I'm Kiana. And today we're recapping season four, episode seven, The Ice Storm, and episode eight, In Treatment. So to kick us off, we're going to start with two truths and a lie for Sam. All right. Give it to me. So let's see. Number one is Brett threatens Jughead with an axe while wearing a bunny mask. Who's Brett? The evil dude from Um, Jughead's fancy school. Okay. Number two, Archie and Veronica's families have Thanksgiving dinner together. And three, we find out that Cheryl's creepy cousin's name is Fester. (laughs) Uh, what was the first one? Brett threatens Jughead with a bunny mask? And then axe an while axe. wearing a bunny mask. Uh, the second one, Archie and Jughead's families have Thanksgiving. Archie and Veronica's families. Okay. I'm going to say the lie is the first one. And Dang it. Okay. That totally happened. Let me guess. Is it the, is it the second one? Yeah. Okay, all right. Archie and Veronica's families did not have dinner together, but guess who did? Uh, Jughead and Betty's families? Well, their parents are dating, so they were together. Okay. With the Lodges. With Hiram and Hermione. Why? Exactly. (laughs) It was awkward. That does sound awkward. Okay, wait, so is Hiram out of jail now? Was he out of jail last episode? Yeah, and he's the mayor now. (laughs) Yeah, because... Right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> was there even an election or did he just buy his way into that? Well, they said that he was the only one running, so he practically became the mayor overnight. Yeah. That is not how that works. I know. I'm like, um, uh, you don't just select a mayor a random day. <laughs> There's a Like, system. you know, oh, they like lick take... their finger and put it in the wind. Like, you know what? Seasons change. It's time to get a new mayor. Yeah, like, Ooh, let's elect time. one right now today. Yeah. Nope, nobody else is running. All right, Hiram, you're wow, the mayor. I guess you get it. Mm-hmm. Anyone else could have, Pops could have run. Right. Good old, good boy Pops. Good boy Pops. So he wins in a landslide because, well, did anybody vote? I, maybe. Probably one person being <laughs> Hiram Lodge. The old coot. No, I was like, Hiram voted for himself and we're going More and more, this show just like feels like a cartoon. I kind of love it. <laughs> All right, does that happen at the beginning of, okay, so sh- let's start it. Episode seven. Yeah. Okay. Last yes. thing I remember, most memorable thing, was that Jughead's teacher committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how's the aftermath of that? Is everyone concerned? Not really. <laughs> just Jughead. Okay. Yeah, I was like, well, Jughead um, went up to Mr. Turtle. Because right. remember, that's his new teacher now. His new teacher. And he asked him... You know, just about if he'd heard anything about Mr. Chipping and what happened. And he was like, oh, well, it was suicide, obviously. You saw it. And he's like, well, did he talk to you about me or anything? (laughs) You know, because he told him about his suspicions. And he's like, oh, he did. But he's like, it's ludicrous or whatever. And then he's like, and I think you should forget about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And he said, you know, Tripping had alcoholism, so they think oh, yeah. that's why he did it. But yeah. he didn't leave a suicide note or anything. So. And, no. And because his family didn't want there to be an investigation, so that's why they haven't why? looked into anything. Do you think the family's like being like blackmailed? Like if you talk about this or look into this, we're going to kill you too or what? I think he's just lying. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think he's just using the family because 
you know, people don't want to mess like, with keep that. Just to, like, Jughead yeah. off the trail. Because Jughead yeah. seems to be the only person who cares about this right now. Mm-hmm, for so. sure. Yes. He had the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> to summon him. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, talking more about Jughead and what's going on with him. So, this episode is about... Thanksgiving mm. and how there's this big ice storm and hence the title yes <laughs> it's not just an Ang Lee reference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so with that too um Jughead stays at Stonewall Prep and Betty decides to go there and spend Thanksgiving with him but they're the only ones in the school because everybody's gone home for Thanksgiving so and Jughead also calls her beforehand and he's like I think you should come here and spend it with me because it's a perfect opportunity for us to look for clues in the school because everybody else will be gone oh. about chipping about oh chipping. oh everyone at Stonewall Prep is gone because it's a private school yeah okay mm-hmm. I see she comes and visits and they're trying to order takeout and nobody will deliver because of the ice. Sure. And so Betty's like, oh, yes, I can finally live out my Charlie Brown like dream of having junk food for Thanksgiving. And so she's like, let's just get vending machine food from oh, the school. What a dream. Yeah. And so Jughead is going to get food from the vending machine when he sees a reflection of someone wearing a bunny mask behind no. him. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So he turns around and the person's wearing a bunny mask and has an axe and he's like who are you and they like don't even have a chance to answer because then they like fall to the ground and you see betty behind them with a golf club oh my that's like a double twist like yeah the bunny mask guy was like jughead in that situation didn't even know <laughs> they it didn't even, didn't know. even know yeah and then betty well they're both kind of like well what just happened betty's yeah it's like, someone behind I... betty with like <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, no because betty's like are you okay so i'm sneak past the room <laughs> so, and then behind betty is donna the other cooking girl Domino's. <laughs> yes. and then she's like why would you do that we were just trying to have a little fun and scare you and they're when like, the guy had a literal axe. A literal, a literal axe. axe. And she did too. She had a literal axe. And it's like, they come from Riverdale, the murder town. You really think they're going to just run and scream? No, they're going to fight you. The murder town. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, we're from a small town that's not a murder town. That would scare me anyways. Right? Yeah, for sure. Even if you're in like a lodging town or something. Yeah. You know, you don't joke around with an axe. No. no. Or a bunny mask. Yeah. Especially like bunny bulk. mask. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then Betty stitches up Brett because they have like a first aid kit at the school or whatever. And then they're like, you know, we should like have a little game because they like to play games. And so they start playing Two Truths and a Lie. And because on his way out after getting the stitches, Mm. this suicide note fell out of Brett's jacket pocket. And Jughead starts to read it. He was not very, like... Out loud to everyone. He wasn't being sneaky at all. And it sounds like it's a suicide note from Mr. Chipping. And Brett snatches it away and he's like, Oh, don't worry about this. This is a writing exercise we were doing on our own extracurricularly. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mr. Chipping is the one that just killed himself? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then when they left, yeah, that's when um, Betty was, like... Because Jughead was very suspicious. And Betty's like, it may not even be real. They may be trying to, like plant a false trail and that's when they're like well if they want to play games let's play a game and so they start playing two truths and a lie copying off river tales pursuing yes. oh no well, sorry sorry <laughs> that's our game <laughs> you invented it play. they're playing never they're have never. i ever <laughs> oh that's a completely <laughs> different game <laughs> you both made that mistake wow being professionalism <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I always get those two confused oh, anyways. Okay. I do two truths and a lie is no. not the same okay. <laughs> as never <laughs> have I ever. <laughs> do they go never have I ever committed murder? Pretty much. Like, <laughs> Jughead is not subtle about anything. Okay. So he's suspicious about this um, undercover society that he found out about called Skull and Quill, right? Yes. Yeah. And so literally, he's like, never have I ever been a part of a secret society. Oh my gosh. And it's like, Jughead. It's like, are the rules... answer are the, that? Are the, are the rules of never have I ever more strict than a secret society? Apparently, he thinks so. But also, it gives them an excuse because like, in their version of this game, it's super hardcore. So if no one puts down a finger, you have to finish the whole flask of alcohol. So then... Once Jughead drinks it, they're out of alcohol, and Betty has to be like, oh, I'll go look in the room for more. So she has an excuse to go search through Donna's room. Okay. And while she's there, she finds an old skull and quill, like, little pin. Yeah, a pin. Like, that you put in your blazer. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it has Mr. Chipping's initials on it. And so they confront them, and they're like, okay, guys. Seriously, like, we just want to know the truth. Why do you have this? And, like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then Donna gets really emotional and leaves. And Betty follows her and is like, Donna, like, just tell us the truth. And she tells them that her and Mr. Chipping were having an affair. Love that. And he was, like, very abusive. And it's kind of like... Hate that. When she wanted... <laughs> when she, yeah, when she wanted to call it off. Okay. So she threatened to tell everybody about it, and she says that's why he committed suicide. Did they buy it? Do you as viewers buy well, it? Well, Jughead bought it, and Betty's like, I don't know if that's the truth. And he's like, really? Like, what do you think then? And she's like, it may be a partial truth. Sure. But she's like, but is that actually what happened to him? Is that why he did it? Yeah, it seems like almost too clear-cut of an uh-huh. answer. Yeah, exactly. Especially considering like what the guy said when he jumped out the window. It's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't really it line up. so direct. No. Yeah. 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 So while Jughead and Betty are off at school, you know, having fun, playing games, doing the nasty, their parents <laughs> are also doing the nasty, having the fun, nasty. Yes. having dinner with the Lodges at Pops. With the Lodges? Like, they're doing the nasty with... Is this a sex party? <laughs> <laughs> no. They did that on their own before dinner. Oh, good for them. <laughs> like, they're just having a nice Thanksgiving dinner at Pops, and then yeah, Hiram and Hermione walk in, and FB... <laughs> FP says to Alice, <laughs> of all the burger joints, they have to walk into ours. This is the only restaurant <laughs> I know. in the entire like, town. Does anybody eat anywhere else? <laughs> like, literally, like, Hiram Lodge, you'd think you'd go to, like, a country club or something for, like, their Thanksgiving. But yeah. he's like, no, let's go to Pop's yeah. Diner. Like, has Hiram ever gone to Pops? No, he's never gone there to eat. I guess uh, Hermione went money. there last episode, yeah, right? Just, yeah, I mean, she used to work there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you see, they did make a fancy traditional dinner to have with their two daughters, um, but Veronica got mad, and so she came in and right. she dramatically... <laughs> Veronica's sister, who is gone? Is not real? What happened no, to her? No, she's, she's her half-sister. Been... She's there, Hermosa. Yeah, she was there, she was... And she even said, she's like, I'm so excited to, af- to like, actually spend Thanksgiving with my family. Okay, yeah. okay, good. But Veronica got mad because Hiram is the mayor, tried to cancel Thanksgiving for Archie's kids at the community center. The so she dramatically <laughs> walked in in a fabulous outfit, by the way. Who? And Veronica. Veronica. Okay. Duh. 
<laughs> Other people can have fabulous outfits. But not as fabulous. That's true. Unless it's that's Cheryl. Valid. Yeah. yeah. But like Cheryl wasn't involved in this. So. Yeah. That's good. So she walks in. She's mad. She pulls the tablecloth off the table. The turkey. Food. The fixings. <laughs> everything in a pile. That's awful. Yeah. It's so immature. <laughs> the drama. Mm-hmm. Just do a hair flip, girl. Like, calm down. It wasn't enough. Yeah. And she's like... Yeah, because your dad was like, it wasn't personal what I did with Archie. It was just for the safety of everyone. And then she pulls the tablecloth and she's like, that wasn't personal either. <laughs> I'm four years old. And You're then she like stomps face. out of the room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. So anyway, then her parents ditch Hermosa, who was yeah, really excited. Who was excited about Thanksgiving. And they just go to Pops by themselves. Oh, that's sad. I know. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then they run into Alice and FP. And Alice invites them to sit with them because they're awkwardly kind of like smiled at each other and we're just standing there and Alice is like, do you want to sit with us? Are they the only people in the diner? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And FP looks at Alice like, what? <laughs> I mean, they got to talk at some point. That's their new mayor. Wouldn't it be an honor? Mm-hmm. Well, well. They're really civil for the dinner part. Mm-hmm. But then they go downstairs for a drink they're in the Le Bon Nui, mm-hmm. and FP and Hiram get into a little little tiff. Um, FP's got like a broken bottle against Hiram's neck, like he's about to like slit his throat. Seems more like a little tiff. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> Kiana does well, this to me every day. <laughs> Have you done the dishes yet? <laughs> breaks a glass, holds it to your throat. Yeah. Oh, you guys must go through a lot of glasses. We do. We have you a know. special section of glasses to break. Oh, I see. We're green. We recycle. Yeah. Mm, yes. Well, they got in the argument because ever since Hiram's been the mayor, he's kind of using FP as just his little, like, errand boy mm-hmm. and to just do whatever he wants, you know? And FP's a criminal. Or Hiram is a criminal. <laughs> well, FP is a FP criminal. is also a criminal. No, yeah. he's a zaddy. But, <laughs> yes. Yes. But, you know, he's like, I don't want to do whatever Hiram tells me to do because yeah. he's like, that's not why I'm the sheriff. That's not my job. And he's like, I don't trust him. I don't want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And Hiram um, kind of pushed his buttons a little and he flipped. And Wait. he told him that he wasn't going to do what Hiram told him to do. FP, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, who held the bottle up to whose neck? FP held it up to Hiram's okay. neck. What and Hiram was just doing? like, do it, do it. And FP's like, I'm not going to because I'm a good guy. <laughs> I mean, not good enough to not threaten him still. But yeah. don't what are the wives doing? Thing. They're just, they're, who knows, actually. I they're like, they're like seductively like, oh, this. <laughs> just like touching their necks. Like, yeah. No, because they weren't fighting over tried them. Alice to stop. Yeah, like Alice tried to stop FP and she's like, don't. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm. calm down. Yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay. So that relationship is, you know, tense now. Yeah. Even more so. Even yes. more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Hiram wanted to cancel Archie's Thanksgiving because he was having a big Thanksgiving at the community center mm-hmm. for all the kids. Why did he want to cancel it? Because Veronica was going to go to Archie's Thanksgiving instead of their family Thanksgiving. Oh, so he was just being petty. Yeah, and yeah. that's why she got upset with him. He okay. made an excuse because it was like, oh, someone was almost killed here, so it's a crime scene. You can't have a community event there. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're celebrating a Pops. Yep. Which is home to several crime scenes, probably, right? Oh, yes, as a fact. Yes. Yeah, so Archie's having this big Thanksgiving, and 
He's gotten a lot of people involved to help, like, donate lots like of food for the, the big kids. Big brother, or big sister thing that they were doing last episode. So. It's like with those kids, but okay. also like other people in the community. Yeah, I just think okay. there were some homeless people there. Yeah, nice. just anybody who doesn't have some place to go. He wanted the community center to be Kevin. welcoming to them. <laughs> no, Kevin and Josie are off with their families, just like having a normal Thanksgiving and normal lives. For is once. it shown? Yeah. No. No. Oh, so this is not. a speculation. Kevin could be at home, like crying in a corner for all. Alone. Yeah. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Well, I hope he's actually with his family and they're I having mean, a good, happy life yeah. away from... Someone needs to have a good, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> the rest yes. of the people in this town, you know. Yeah, if you're not being miserable, you're not a main character. For real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but like Archie's having this big Thanksgiving. Um, FP told him. He's like, you know what? He's like, screw Hiram Lodge. Do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, but you didn't hear it from me. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So Archie goes through with this... Thanksgiving dinner, but the Dickinson crime clan comes in. This is Dodger's family. So Dodger last seen in a carpet in a dumpster or something? Yeah, he's basically next to the dumpster. He got beat up so bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. So his family comes to town to visit him and get Get revenge. Wow. Great. So they show up and they're like not sure that Archie's the guy who did it, but they think he is. And they're like, if it's not you, it's somebody here. And we're going to wait here with our gun until we figure out who it is. They all share one gun. It's mostly like the mom who has a Yeah, gun. she's like the mom. She's the one who's threatening. The other people are like, they're just, just there, like, for there like to like support. Sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. So then it's like really awkward because all the kids are just like sitting around with their empty plates. Just like. Well, and they're giving her all the food because yeah. she's making them, them like serve her, I guess. Because oh. she has her gun, you know, and she's mm-hmm. like making them bring her food. Oh. And they aren't able to yeah even eat their thanksgiving dinner that sounds awful yeah <laughs> super weird yeah and so then one of the kids comes up to archie because archie um like doesn't know who they are and that's when say, they get sir can i have some <laughs> some thanksgiving dinner and archie has to look at him in his like beady little eyes yes exactly great that's Love what happened he wow. even came with like a wooden spoon <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah like so archie at this point you know like with when she has her gun and everything knows that it is dodger's family mm. And he's already told her that it wasn't him that did it, but she doesn't believe him. Yeah, like what makes it escalate? Well, the kid. So the kid goes up <gasps> oh, to her. That's right. And, and he's he bringing like, her the food. Yeah, and he tries to kind of reach for the gun and like pull a little hero move. And so then she's like, "Don't you dare!" And then everyone's like up in arms, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like ready to fight. She's got Archie down on his knees, like, gun to his head. She's like, I know you're the guy. Just admit you're the guy what and we guy? can be done with this. Oh, the guy who the beat guy Dodger. Who okay. her son. Was he? No. F- no. Um, no. Was, we think it was Hiram. Hiram but we yeah, don't yeah. know. It could have been one of Hiram's. Well, Hiram yeah, in the last either. episode was like, Obviously. wink, wink, I didn't do it. Wink, wink. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he it basically was. He totally, like, had someone do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... So then one of the kids speaks up and he has this like, I am Spartacus moment where he's like, no, I'm the mask guy. I did it. And another kid's like, no, I'm the mask guy. Mm -hmm. And they like all stand up for Archie. And then in that moment of confusion where the lady's like, huh? He's like, what's going on? The deep fried turkey blows up. (gasps) The pressure Creates a diversion. I can't believe that wasn't one of the teachers that lied. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) A deep fried turkey created a delusion i love that <laughs> what did you say diversion i mean this whole show was delusion it is yes. <laughs> diversion yeah okay anyway so then in the in the, mm. the in the delusion molly ringwall <laughs> grabs the gun yeah 
she's the one who's like... Just like in 16 Candles. Yes. Exactly. It was a reenactment. Mm -hmm. And she's like, get out of here, all y'all. And they do. Mm Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again. They really should have thought about bringing in like one more gun. If that was what was going to turn them away. Yeah, but then they do enjoy a nice Thanksgiving after that once they're gone. So is the deep fried turkey like Evel? No, No. it's... But they have many fixings. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure someone came through with like a rotisserie chicken or something. There was a lot of bread. That looked really good. There's lots of like sweet potatoes and stuff too. That's what I'm excited for. And pies. That's my favorite part of the The bread. bread. You dip it in like in like mashed potatoes, a little like gravy. Like the soupy mashed potatoes with like some gravy. No, I like a chunky mashed potato. I was like, I have to move out. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of our favorite Thanksgiving foods, have you guys ever had a meat pie at Thanksgiving? You know. No. No, I haven't. Because it's a Blossom family tradition. tradition. A meat pie? A meat yes. pie. Special meat pies. Is it like full of human meat? Mm-hmm. Maybe. 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 Oh, because um, Cheryl, no, Tony killed that uncle. Yep. Yeah. Last episode. Did they grind him up? Well, no. Well, well we, need to, we need to get into it. So first... Okay. Um, Tony is like, I feel like somebody's watching me. And then she finds out that actually the aunt and, aunt and cousin are Fester. like parked. Yes, Fester. Mm-hmm. Are parked outside their house and they have been spying on them and seeing what they're oh, doing. they haven't been staying with them? No, because they okay. kicked them out of the house. Oh. But they've been staying on the property to keep an eye on them. Because they're still looking for the uncle. Oh, okay. They don't know he's dead, right? Okay. No, they don't. And so... But they kind of suspect. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. They're like... Yeah, they're definitely suspicious, but Cheryl invites them over for Thanksgiving. That seems dumb. Well, well she has a plan. She has okay, a plan I, I guess, yeah. Because she's Cheryl Bombshelta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kiana's just an amazing hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at this nice Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the Julian doll is seated at the head of the table. Love that. Obviously. Does he have a little napkin around his neck, like ready to eat? He should have. He really should have. He yeah. just had a little, like his little sailor outfit. Oh. And so Cheryl serves them these nice looking meat pies and she asks the grandma to tell a story about the first blossom Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when they were all snowed in and had to become cannibals in order to survive. <sighs> yes. So she's like telling oh. the story as they're eating these delicious meat pies and um, aunt, what the, what the heck is her name? It's I can't like, Aunt Cricket. <laughs> oh yeah, Aunt Cricket. Aunt Cricket. <laughs> Truly just drawing names out of a hat at this point. <laughs> For real. <laughs> She's like, no, you're bluffing. You, you're crazy, Cheryl, but like you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't make like have they, human meat pies. Have they already eaten the pies at this point? Yeah, yeah. they're okay. eating them. And that is when Cousin Fester like bites on something hard and he's like, oh, what is this? And this is the first time he speaks. He's like, what? And he pulls out a gold ring and he's like, is this uncle, what is their uncle's name? His dad. No, it's not not his dad. It's like his, his uncle. uncle. Wait, the one who just died? Yeah, I think so. I think the aunt and uncle are siblings, not married. Oh, and the cousin. Because they're both like blossoms. The cousin Cousin is the aunt's. The aunt's. Okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and so like they see his ring. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when, and he starts like gagging because he's like, what? And that's when she's like, you wouldn't. Yeah. And Cheryl's like, 
oh, you don't think I would? And then she rolls in Tony, J- Tony roll. rolls in Jason's body. <gasps> yes. Oh my god. To prove that she's insane. And they <laughs> both freak out. Would. So they freak out and run away, and they really think they just ate their. I would too. I yeah. really think Cheryl would. Well, but you find out that it was actually lamb meat, mm-hmm. and that I they're think... gonna like dispose of his body in the river before yeah. it, it freezes over. If I was Cheryl, I'd be like, I kind of want to see you taste like just a little bit. No, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I was Cheryl, if you oh, were Cheryl, I see. Yeah. If you were Cheryl, <laughs> yes. that makes it okay. <laughs> it does. Yeah, because in this scenario, I'm already off the deep end. Mm, yeah, I just disassociate yourself from yeah, it. Watch so, as I yeah, dive you in. wouldn't. You, I'll never you meet the wouldn't ground, do no. that. <laughs> Wait, but I have one wrap up thing for this episode. Mm. PSA. Yes. About Jughead. I think he's been wearing his hat the whole time. And we've lied in previous episodes when we said he wasn't. Yes, because we watched that clip recently mm-hmm. of him talking to Mr. Turtle because I wanted to see what Mr. Turtle looked like. And he was wearing it. It's yeah. just like he wears his hair pushed back. So it like blends we just, in. It's like, just such a part of him. It's just an extension of Jughead. We just like don't even notice. And we yeah. realize, yeah, yeah, he's had that hat. Pretty sure. I mean, like maybe he had it off at, like for one scene or something. But... Yeah, but I think he has had it the whole time. Yeah. So, so we just need to clear the air. Is that the PSA? Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Well... I mean, Public we'll, we'll see if God forgives you, but yeah. jury's still out. The other fun fact I learned in this episode was about Skeet Ulrich. Oh. Because <laughs> we were, like, watching this yes. scene where he's got, like, re- reading glasses on, and he's just at the kitchen with Alice. He's, like, <laughs> looking at a paper, doing something in the kitchen, and he's just, like, so good looking. And I'm just, like, am I getting a little Skeet Ulrich crush? Like, he's, like, so way too old for me like I this mean, is weird he likes the younger girls that's true he i'm too old for him <laughs> yeah truly truly honestly <laughs> like i'm in my 20s that's too much yeah um sorry ski but then elaine was like no i feel you because i liked him before riverdale and then i was like what do you mean what did you know him from before riverdale and elaine Secrets says out. From the Hallmark movie, The Magic of Ordinary Days. <laughs> what? That's a good movie. Not a- Scream, The Magic of Ordinary Days. It's a 2005 Hallmark movie. It's like back before... like It became and, a thing. Uh, yeah, like no, it's like back before Hallmark movies became so bad and so cheesy. And so oversaturated. Because it yeah. really was a good movie. Like it wasn't cheesy. I mean, it's like... Just one of those kind of like feel good movies. It's not like critically acclaimed by any means, but it has like Yun Ski in it. And I always thought he was so cute. And so I was excited the first moment I laid eyes on him in Riverdale because I was like, he's back. Mm-hmm. Terry Russell's in this too. Yes, right? It's Jeez. a good big talent. Yes, it's a good movie. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. Great wow. performance in a Hallmark movie. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Okay, you guys need to watch some of the old Hallmark know, movies because they uh, no. It like before it does, they develop the brand. Yeah, yeah, like it does make me upset because I, know, I did. I liked the old ones, and then now they're trash. they're all trash, and they're they know trash. they're trash. Okay, okay. It's it's enjoyable trash. Like it knows mm. what it is, and it is what it is, and it has its place. And I love them for what they are. Yes, they're not. Yeah, they're I'm glad not that you to be, love them for yes. what they yeah. are. Some people you can appreciate really like yeah. the Hallmark. Some people Christmas really movies. like. Them. I can't get into them. I can't either. I love it. It's just fun. Yeah, this is a perfect example of our different like critical tastes right here. <laughs> yes. yes, it's a full spectrum, and we love mm-hmm. it. Yes. 
You don't get this kind of content on other podcasts. No. No. Usually there's like a hive mind. No, we're of three hives. Mm -hmm. Different minds. Yeah, I guess you could say that too. (laughs) 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 All right. Are we doing the next episode now? Yeah. Okay. So that was episode seven, The Ice Storm, because there was an ice storm. Now we're in in treatment. Mm. So this whole episode is like a standalone episode where all the kids finally get the therapy they all desperately needed for the entire show. Yes. And I love it. Mm -hmm. And so the whole episode's broken down into each of their therapy sessions. Oh, okay. So it is kind of like a bottle episode in that it's kind of just like in this therapist's office thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Cool. That's nice. I like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and it was really good because a lot of the things, yeah, they're like topics that should have been addressed a long time ago and they're finally unpacking it yeah so mrs burble is their new school therapist and she has Mm -hmm. burble and she loves her candy yeah great she's actually super cool Mm -hmm. so alice and betty are the first little pair to get in their therapy session it was supposed to be just betty but um, her mom kind of crashed it, so it ended up being couples therapy. Yeah. Good. I think that's what they need. <laughs> yeah. Especially going so... through that whole farm situation Exactly. Together. Well, and Betty addresses that because they kind of, like, the beginning of the episode, they got in a fight, too, about them, like, not being honest with each other. And Betty, like, brings up everything that her mom's lied to her about, especially the farm. Mm. And Alice, the whole time, just keeps referring to Betty as still being a little girl and that she's you know like her daughter and she's the mom and so like (laughs) you know like she can lie about certain things when it's for betty's like for the better good okay Mm -hmm. and her protection and her protection (laughs) for the better i noticed (laughs) the better good betty good which valid yeah also this fight started because betty didn't get into her dream college and so Alice snooped through her room and found her birth control. And she's like, the reason you didn't get into college is because you're having sex. And you should have been focusing on your homework. What? And yes. Betty's like, how didn't you know I was having sex before today? Like, okay. She's like, you knew this. Other teenagers are having sex. Like, Betty's obviously, she's in the FBI training program. She, like, <laughs> literally just did, like, all that stuff at the cult. Like, sex is, like, the furthest thing from what's keeping her from doing the schoolwork. <laughs> I know. The psychologist, too, like, brings that up. She's like, why do you associate her having sex with failure? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like a reflection, though, on Alice. Because, mm. you know, like, she got pregnant in high school. Oh. And Polly got pregnant in high school. And she doesn't want Betty to follow the same path. She wants Betty to be smarter than they were. And so just because of her own insecurities, she's, like, projecting that onto Betty. And Betty's saying, like, I am being smart. Like, That's I'm why super I'm capable. This. Yeah. And... <laughs> The therapist is like, you know that, Alice. You keep saying Betty's a child. Why do you think she needs so much protection? She's obviously, like, very mature and capable. And Alice kind of blows up and says, like, I don't care about my other kids as much because I love you more than them. I love you most. Jeez. Well, it was dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Polly's kind of, you know. <laughs> well, she also mentions that, too, where how, like, she thought she lost Charles all those years ago. And now she's like lost Polly in kind of like more ways than one. Yeah. And so she's so afraid of losing Betty. And so that's why she's a little overbearing on Betty. And yeah, because she cares about her the most. So 
Archie's therapy session was next. Mm. Archibald. Archibald. Mm. We don't use his full name enough. Mm-hmm. We don't, honestly. No, but Just, the therapist did. Great, love that. Yeah, I love with all of them. She goes through the whole list of everything that's happened to them. And she's like, how are you doing? You know, she's like, "Good." this is a lot of trauma for anyone, especially like a teenager. I feel like that's what we need. Because, like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I felt crazy that the show has gone on, like, it's just like built up so yes. much. And when you say everything that's happened to them in, <laughs> yes. one, so crazy. in one monologue, it's like, this is insane. Yeah. yeah. It's like, holy cow. I think they became self-aware in this episode and they're like, you know what? You know, she like asks Archie about how he's coping with his dad and everything else. And, you know, she notices his like scabby like knuckles oh, and everything. Okay. And she's like, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. so she like is she like, like a fight? And, so like a fight thing. or... Well, yeah. still and he, he admits yes, that. and okay. that's where he comes clean about that. And she's like, "So you have kind of like a hero complex, one hundred percent." And you know, and then she like not bugging him about it, but like trying to like get more out of him. And he's like kind of fighting her. And then she's like, "I feel like all of this is stemming from your grief and like rage." And you know, and finally he does blow up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm angry." He's like, "I'm angry that." Of all the stuff that's happened to me in my life, I'm angry about all these bad things that are happening to my friends, and that he feels powerless, and mm-hmm. that he feels like he can't do anything about it, and that he, like, works as, like, a vigilante, pretty much, to try and feel like he can do something to make it better. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, who watches out for the vigilante? Does he talk and about his mom? he talks about his mom. That's good. And he talks about how he feels like everything he's doing, though, is just putting her in danger. And she's like, Archie, you don't have to do this all on your own. And she's like, do not go out at night and like fight crime by yourself. She's <laughs> yeah. like, that's dangerous. It's going to, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. The it's people also, you care about are going to get hurt. It's unrealistic to yeah. think that you can be this, the single like person to like save this town from yes. crime. Mm-hmm. Well, and so she gives them the idea, spread out your reach more in other healthier ways. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe like create a tip line so that people can call into the tip line who may not feel comfortable calling the police when something's going on. And then, you know, like from that point, you can refer the police to it, you know, but it'll be anonymous. Mm -hmm. And she's like, there's other ways you can do this besides putting on a mask and grabbing her baseball bat. Yeah, brute forcing it. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, that's not the way to go. Because it's also like kind of like tackling the hyper masculine Mm -hmm. thing that Archie Mm -hmm. has going for him where he thinks he like has to like use his physicality to solve problems. Yes. Yeah. Instead of his his beautiful brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I I saw in the logline, it's like everyone kind of goes through their mm. college choices. Does Archie have a college? He didn't apply. He doesn't want to go. Yeah. And the therapist like talks to him about that. Or the psychologist talks to him about that. And yeah, it's just like, well, if that's what you want to do, then yeah. But be... like, don't do it out of this need to like save the town and save everybody. Mm-hmm. Like do it because it's what you want. Yeah. Because yes, this exactly. town is unsavable. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> past, everybody just move past everybody. the point of no return. Yeah, like let's just all do like a reset. Like everyone move away and then come back, or just don't come back. <laughs> no, but Archie does create this tip line, and he gets like oh. an old school answering machine, <laughs> and he records like, his message on a cassette. Yes. Well, and my question, just logistically, so he records this on a cassette. How did anybody find out about this tip line, first of all? If he didn't, <laughs> yeah. like, use anything digital, like, who's going to be like, 
oh, can I Google what random, like, Riverdale. in Riverdale? And yeah, like, they're not gonna, there's nothing gonna be, nothing's gonna be online about that. How do they know what number to How call? How do they know what number to call? Maybe word just got around? Why would he use it? In 24 hours? Okay? Why would he use it? <laughs> keep looking back there. I just, like, thought I heard something out the window, and I'm the ranger. <laughs> it might be a squirrel. <laughs> it might be the gargoyle king. Let me just close that window. It's getting kind of cold. Are you getting cold? I mean, I'm good, but you can close it if you Should want. Should we close it? I kind of like it. Okay. Unless you're getting cold. <laughs> no, I just, like, worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a squirrel there, wouldn't you want to see it? I would tell you. I'm looking right at it. But you look so, like, scared when you're looking. <laughs> I wasn't... <laughs> it's like, I would tell you if there's a squirrel there. Like... It wasn't, like, a cute, like, oh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, out of, like, terror. <laughs> I was trying to do it quick. Look, we wouldn't see. <laughs> so also, they, in this episode, this is just a side thing. We don't need to go deep into this. But in this episode, too, they got more cassette tapes. VHS tapes. I was going to ask about that, yeah. Yeah, more, sorry, thank you. More VHS tapes. And some of them, like, are watching them on their, like, their flat screens with just, like, their old player. Other people have, like ancient tvs like not even from like the two, early 2000s like size of your microwave kind of a thing yes yeah. like yeah. these are from like like the 70s. the 70s and it's like is that really the last tv you owned before a flat screen was this one from the 70s <laughs> you just have such a bone to pick with this technology i do i do well they really pick and choose what they no for real i mean the I fact just, that everyone still like, has a vhs player okay because my family doesn't have ours they yet. had to dig them out of the basement they said yeah, it's like my family still has one. Oh, really? But it's a like an old like VHS to DVD converter. Oh, sure. So they still have that. And my dad keeps it, of course, just in case. Just in case you get a, a VHS, a VHS tape on your and you need to yeah, and you need to turn it into DVD. <laughs> my family's worse. We have a VHS player, but it's broken. But we keep it anyway, just in case we might want to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, with that though. But yeah. So he creates this tip line, and of course, typical Archie fashion. He doesn't listen to his psychologist. So at the end, he hears this, like, his first tip comes in, and you go and you see him grab his mask and grab his baseball bat. So now okay. he just has this great little secret, like, helpline just for him to go fight crime. So the, well, I guess the therapist didn't make it worse. He just took He just didn't listen to what she advice. said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Who's next? Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl's in the therapy session. Mm -hmm. Just no Tony? Just her? Just her? What does she even talk about that's, like, legal to talk about? (laughs) Well, the death of all her family and... Sure. Just, like, her whole family's messed up in so many ways. That's enough. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah, the psychologist, too, like, does tell her, she's like, you've gone through a lot. And so she's, and she's like, I am impressed with how resilient you are through all of this, that you haven't... Like, that you're not worse, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, you have handled this in the best way, pretty much, that you could have. I mean, some would call it resilient. Some would also call it sociopathic. Yes. Could be both. <laughs> yes. You know? mm-hmm. So what does Cheryl talk about specifically? First of all, when the therapist asks her, like, tell me about yourself, tell me what's going on, Cheryl says, and I quote, I have a rapturous girlfriend, total independence, a 4.0, and amazing hair. 4.0. 
Yes. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, <laughs> also, also, Veronica, Everything else is true. <laughs> Veronica has straight A's as well. Sure. Yeah, and she got into Harvard. With her she two, got in. And her two <laughs> successful businesses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and anyway. a hot boyfriend. So Cheryl starts out all confidence, like, I don't have problems. My life is amazing. Mm-hmm. But eventually she breaks down. The therapist brought mm-hmm. up her, like, suicide attempt on Sweetwater River. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, hit a nerve with her. So, yeah, eventually she kind of, like, wears her down. And she gets to talking about the twins she absorbed. Well, also Cheryl does say that she feels like she's crazy. And she oh, doesn't yeah. know when it happened, and she doesn't know what's wrong with her. Like, oh. she thinks Jason talks back to her. Oh, oh, okay, interesting. Which was new. But she doesn't say, Jason, the corpse is living with me. She did. She, she had, did? She admitted it. Wow. But Mrs. Burble didn't really understand that the body was there. She mm-hmm. thought, like, he was in, like, a tomb in their family sure. chapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way. She's like, I don't think you're crazy, Cheryl. I think you're just grieving. And, and I think you're your hearing brother. what you want to hear. Yeah. Also, I have a fun little quiz for you. Guess okay. how many days of school Cheryl missed this semester? Three? Oh, much higher. Oh, no, Oh, no. okay. I was, th- I was thinking they were going to go low. Oh, no, no. 20? Mm-hmm. More. 30? Less. 25? 26. 26 days, and she still got a 4.0. Yep. Uh-huh. How? What did she miss them for? Because... Just, like, being at home and, like, dealing... <laughs> Well, because she, like, lost other, like, family members. And, and I she guess, inherited like, some babies. Oh, yeah. she mentioned that, too. That oh, she did? Yeah, she's like, I have to take care of my nana. This I have to watch. tongue must be raw from biting it. I mean, jeez. <laughs> well, she's very good at being calm. Yeah. But the fun thing is that in the end, the therapist gave her the number for a doctor she could go to to get this DNA test to see if she'd really absorbed her twin, or triplet, I guess, in the womb. And she got the results, and she didn't. She's 100% Cheryl Blossom. Love mm-hmm. that. Oh, and also the therapist, when she was talking about the Julian doll and how she's being haunted by it. She really went in on the therapist. Oh, she yeah. did. No, she she told her what was going on. That's good. And the therapist said, I don't think you're being haunted. She's like, I think somebody's trying to gaslight you. Yeah. And so uh, she's like, I think. Revelation. Yeah, and she's like, I think somebody in the house is trying to make you think that you're crazy. Who? Well, that's the question. Yeah. So now Cheryl's like, who do you think it is? Well, I think I it's Nana Rose. But she's ancient. Is she just playing ancient? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's I mean, Nana Rose or Tony. It wouldn't be Tony. Would it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be some other third person we don't know. The dog. It could be Jason. It could be one of the babies. Mm-hmm. That's Probably the true babies. twist is Jason never died. Oh my gosh. I would believe it. What I would give for like a flashback scene just so we could have a line. I know, just, I want to hear him say just one word, even. Yeah, I want to see his personality. Because Cheryl always word. talks about him like he's so great. And so and cool. I know what and he's like. I know. Besides just, like, slow motion, majestic head turns looking at Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. I imagine him kind of like Ryan from High School Musical. To, like, the she Sharpay is very Sharpay. that is Cheryl. She is very Sharpay. I could see that. But Sharpay and, Sharpay kind of look down on Ryan. I feel like it'd be the opposite. Yeah. No, I was like, I feel like Jason, I see him as being like, just like very like calm and cool and confident. Yeah. I see you know, where Cheryl's like... kind of, she's confident, but she is a little high strung and a yes. little extra with everything. I see him kind of being like more mellow in like ex- how he expresses himself, but he's still like very just confident. I feel like all the things you confident. like about Cheryl is what Jason was all the time. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Cheryl's like very like, you know. 
nuts. Yes. Yeah. But he's the but blossom, and all the blossoms are well, crazy. Well, and I was going to say, he also, like, was going to take over his dad's, like, drug company, so he's not, like... But he and, didn't want to. He wanted to run away with his girlfriend, Polly, who he impregnated. But listen what? to that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? So, I mean, there's a little bit of crazy in there, too. Yeah, if he was into Polly, yes. what does that say about him? Yeah, that's his one character flaw. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't that great. Maybe she was just, like, seeing through, like, rose-colored glasses, and she was just like... Well, we'll never know. That's, we'll never know. That's the mm-hmm. mystery, though. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next in this therapy session? Veronica Luna Nailage, which is a fun <laughs> little term that I learned in this episode. So, May. like, N-E-E with the little accent on the uh-huh. end it means, like, your, like your maiden pre- name, usually. But since she changed her name, they used it here. So when I get married and get to change my Facebook name, instead of, like... Kiana Elkins in Apostrophe's Hutcherson. Yeah. It will just be like, Kiana Hutcherson, comma, Nay Elkins. Yes. Yeah. Josh, if you're listening, I'm still single. <laughs> Josh, if you're listening, I'm poor. <laughs> oh, and in this one, this is where all the, like, Greek references come in. Okay. Because with Veronica. With sure. Veronica. Because the therapist says that she's, like, living in, like, a Greek tragedy, pretty much, is what she alludes to. I can to. see that. Mm-hmm. Power. Yeah, money. it's all about power, Sexy money. She talks about an Oedipal complex with yeah. Veronica and her dad and how they have an unhealthy sort of sexual relationship in a way. Which we observed in the last episode. Yes. She basically says they're obsessed with each other. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. And that pretty much Hiram is everything that Veronica kind of wants to be. And that Hiram sees Veronica as just like an extension of who he is. Mm. Yeah, they're like in this war with each other and are just like obsessed with each other. She talks about Archie and what everything Hiram did with Archie and how oh. Hiram is always trying to control her life. Because she gets a call from admissions at Harvard telling her that she got in. And thinking and telling her to make sure you think your dad... For the rum he sent us and everything else. That explains everything. And so Veronica is super upset because she's always wanted to go to Harvard, but now she'll never know if she actually earned it. Mm. And so she doesn't want to go because she doesn't know if she earned it or not. And she doesn't want her whole life being controlled by her father. And the therapist is like, well, if you hate him that much, why do you answer his calls? Why do you come to him whenever he, like calls for you why do you do what he wants most of the time why do you still choose to stay with him wow mm-hmm. sounds like me and my relationship with postmates <laughs> <laughs> sponsor us <Yeah. laughs> this is the ad section now <laughs> josh hutcherson and postmates can you imagine if like my postmates delivery was just josh hutcherson I mean... What if Postmates if, delivered Josh Hutcherson to Yeah, you? what about that fantasy oh, instead? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, the therapist pretty much just said, like, they're in, like, a battle with each other, and Veronica needs to decide if she is actually going to fight back or what side she wants to be on. If she wants to let her dad control her her whole life or if she wants control over her life. After that, Hiram Lodge comes home. To find Veronica in his study with her feet on his desk drinking well, his very first bottle of rum that he made that he has like in a glass. Oh, like he has it. Yeah, he has it locked away. It's his first bottle of rum. It's like his prized possession Mm -hmm. that he has in this little glass case. Favorite possession or like his most proud thing 
after Veronica herself. Wow. Yeah. In fact, I love the thought of like her like coming home from therapy being like, oh, you know what? Be fine. I'll drink rum <laughs> because that's what he sent Harvard. And then I'll do like mm-hmm. his favorite bottle of rum. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll be in his office. Oh my gosh. Oh my, this is going to be so funny. This is going to be so funny. Yes. Well, and then Hiram, he like storms in and he's like, tell me that call that I got from Harvard that you declined their offers a lie. Gasp. And she's like, no, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, because guess what? I'm not going to go to Harvard because you ruined it for me. Wow. And so I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to ruin all this stuff that you care about. And I'm going to beat you at business. Is that healthy? No. It's, no, it's it not. It seems like she's still playing no, the game. Betty or Veronica, <laughs> Veronica and Archie are both just so unhealthy. And they just take everything that she told them and they're like, how can I like apply this in the most unhealthy way. Yeah. How <laughs> do that? How yes. can I twist this in the negative? Yes. Well, like Betty and Cheryl, I feel like are like and Jughead, which we'll get into, like all took like that advice well, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like are growing from it. I guess but that's it's why they're good together. Just yeah. Barchy man. Yeah. Mm, what's new? I know. What is new? What's new is what Jughead's doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Jughead, he doesn't even go to Riverdale High anymore. Um, but he comes back. Oh, oh, this is the Riverdale High therapist? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Counselor. Okay. okay, so Jughead comes back to just to get his transcripts mm-hmm. and to see if a teacher there will write him a letter of recommendation for college because he's been really busy investigating. <laughs> okay, so Jughead is just at Riverdale High to pick up his transcripts, try to get a letter of recommendation from a teacher because he has been too busy investigating this whole like Stonewall prep Baxter Brothers thing to apply to college. So he's kind of late to the game. Mm-hmm. And no one at Stonewall Prep will write him a recommendation letter, according to Mr. Turtle, because he's been neglectful. <laughs> so he just basically goes to chill in the office. And while he's there, the therapist is like, why don't we just have a chat? Have some candy. Yeah, I haven't been through enough today. I haven't heard like four traumatic stories from other of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, okay, sure, why not? And he starts going through this whole theory. All his with conspiracy theories. Yes. With his grandfather and how he thinks his grandfather wrote these novels and have all these preppy kids at his school are out to get him. And he thinks they're part of this murder that's actually a suicide, but a murder. And like... The camera is just like close up on his face and he's like leaning forward and he's so convinced about his conspiracy theories and he sounds insane. Like he <laughs> looks crazy, especially when he's like, I'm, he's like, they are on to me because I'm close to like crumbling their empire. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, are you okay, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Valid. <laughs> An actually good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he just looks so crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> And part of me is like, Jughead, you are 100% right, and I stand by you, but the other part of me is like, Saying chill, it all at once. like, yeah. Yeah. Like, the way he says it, too, just sounds so ridiculous, and you're like, You're like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, listen to yourself for a second. Yes. <laughs> so, what does the therapist do to, to calm him down? <laughs> does she tell him, like, I believe you, but... You need to chill? Have some candy? Well, I think the most important thing she makes him realize is how Mm. all this stuff, like digging into his grandfather's past, is affecting his dad. Because he Mm -hmm. hasn't really thought about that. In FP's eyes, like, his dad was this drunk guy who was never around and Mm. was not good to him. And Jughead's kind of making him out to be this literary hero of this conspiracy theory he's weaving. And she's like, how do you think that's affecting your dad? And he has this, like, aha moment where he's, like, 
shoot, I've been so selfish. I haven't been thinking about him at all. I need to apologize. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's something even we, as Riverdale experts, haven't considered. One thing, too, that she talked about, which I thought was good, was she's like, do you think part of why you're pursuing this and why you want this to be true is because it would give you status, it would give you money, it would give you all those things Mm. that all the other kids make fun of you about that you seem and that the things you say you hate wow and she's like but do you seriously want them to and he was like no of course not (laughs) but then you could tell in his mind he was kind of like maybe i do you know it's like he wants that clout and he wants he like wants what he deserves yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like he wants to prove them wrong kind of a thing yeah prove Mm -hmm. them wrong about him yeah Mm -hmm. well that's does she get into his hat why he wears it all the time? No, you know? but she already knows that he's weird. She okay. can tell that he's a weirdo. She can tell that she's never seen him without, without that, that stupid, stupid hat. hat. Yes, she can feel it. But yeah, but after the session, like they have a really sweet moment where Jughead like goes home, and so FP comes home to find Jughead in the living room, and he was kind of like, "Oh, like what are you doing home?" And he's like, "I've missed seeing you." Like when I come home, and then like Jughead just like runs up to him and hugs him, mm-hmm. and tells him that he loves him and that. He really appreciates everything that he's, like, sacrificed for him and that he doesn't tell him enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jughead, who doesn't even go to the school... She doesn't even go here! ...learns from his session. Yes. Yeah, this therapist is doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Jughead even said, he's like, you're underpaid, aren't you? And, and she was like, like, yes, and overqualified. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl knows her worth. Mm-hmm. But she is probably, like, getting the most out of her degree in this one town. Oh, I'm sure. This one day. Yeah. one day. She's like, you know what? I'm going to therapize myself. I'm going to take a nice long break. <laughs> she can retire after that yeah. day. Yeah. That's She's why we don't see her after this. She just retired. Yeah. Her, like, mission's complete. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of this episode, we do move the plot along a little bit more. Um, because Betty and Jughead are chatting about his conspiracy theories. And Jughead's done some research into the people who went to school with his grandfather and Mr. Turtle and discovered the rest of the people who were in the Quill and Skull Society with them have all died in mysterious accidents. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And then flash forward. Oh, the, the, the flash forward to, to the... Jughead... Yeah. Dying. Being dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this time it's Betty and Archie and Veronica in like a lineup with Donna and Brett and FP asking them if these were the people that they saw kill Jughead. Ooh. And they're like, they're definitely the people. Yes. Those were the kids we saw. Kill Jughead. Cut to black. Yep. Is that Jaws? No, no, that's like the Riverdale theme. Oh, oh. <laughs> is it? That was a bad rendition of it. Yeah, they look more. They have like a symphony. It's like I can't do that with just. Right? No, it's like the. Except with more notes. Yeah, like, I can only do... I'll, I'll play it over you doing it, just so it, like, lines up better. You can only... I guess I haven't, only watched, have I haven't watched an episode of Riverdale in a while, so I don't It always throws it me like. because it's, it always ends with some dramatic bad moment, and then it goes into this, like, little happy jingle at the end. You know what? I was confusing it with Great British Bake Off and <laughs> two different shows. Okay, so that's the end of the episode, uh, plural. 
Now we're going to do a fun little game with using our predictive text. It's kind of like a Mad Libs thing. So basically I wrote kind of like a, a fan fiction outline of what happens in an episode. And you guys are going to fill in what the characters are saying slash doing. So I will be reading the parts that I've typed up and then Kiana and Elaine will be reading what the predictive text has told them what to say basically. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. It was the morning of the Arbor Day formal and the gang was hanging out in the student lounge. Veronica walked in and said, listen up everybody, tonight we're gonna have a great time with the other guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the gang nodded, but Jughead rolled his eyes and said, dances are for the extraterrestrial special and the rampant sexism. <laughs> Like a jug headline. <laughs> read it, read it in Jughead's voice, the whole thing. Dances are for the extraterrestrial special and the rampant sexism. <laughs> I love it. Betty batted her eyelashes and said, Please, Jughead, it's armor for me, and I will be <laughs> getting mixed with the other guys oh my oh, god Betty. Nice the other guys please jughead it is armor for me i'll be getting mixed with the other guys <laughs> this why do i say guys so often because <laughs> you're from the question. midwest <laughs> that's true archie piped up and said well i guess i'll have to check with the doctor tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> what's he doing on his dance <laughs> no Cheryl burst through the door and said, listen up, peasants. I think worldly life is a debt other... <laughs> I didn't start over. <laughs> <laughs> what is the word? L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-M-L-O-
in bed with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It better not have been Betty. (laughs) The end. And as always, we're Riverdale fans first and friends second. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a review because it helps visibility. See you next time. Bye. 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 We we don't harmonize, harmonize. Happy Arbor Day. Get out of my sight. Get out of my sight. You have the audacity to summon me?